0: This is Southern Tier Close Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com.
1: Southern Tier Close Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Views expressed here in this program do not necessarily reflect those of this station, its staff, management, or news department. Okay, with that out of the way, hi Isaiah Sutton, welcome to our program.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And everyone's going, Isaiah Sutton, Isaiah Sutton, should I know who this is? You are the brand spanking new Shenango County Health Department Director. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Well, I don't know, not brand spanking new. It's been since, what, the end of April?
0: Yeah, we're getting on a month now. Uh been quite exciting, taking on a lot of new roles. Definitely a transition from my previous position in environmental health.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You, you're not new to the department. You've you've been around for a little while. When did you join the Shenango County Health Department?
0: Oh, back in 2006. Uh, so I'm going on 17 years of service uh, with the state and or the local government in one capacity or another. Uh, I've had pretty much every position <laughs> that you can hold here, uh, and finally uh, received my master's degree a couple years ago and was able to qualify for this position.
1: Well, you know, that's, that's nothing to, to sneeze at. I personally, in all the years that I've been doing what I do and all the various bosses that I've gone to through, it's kind of nice and I, it's really preferable to have somebody that has done just about everything, So you're familiar, at least familiar, with all the different departments, divisions, and the challenges and the issues that they face instead of having an unrealistic expectation of uh, what can and cannot be done in the various departments.
0: I couldn't agree more. And furthermore, I was born and raised in Shenango County, uh, so I've been here my whole life. I like to think I've got my finger on the pulse of the community. Uh, And I think uh, together with the great team that's already in place here, we really can continue to do some great folks for the residents here.
1: Well, since we are the southern tier close-up, I know longtime listeners are familiar that we do an awful lot of stuff in Broome County, a few things in Tioga County. is actually where the twin tiers close-up, if you want to get technical about it, because we've dipped down into Susquehanna, Pennsylvania. But it's it's not too often that we go up to Shenango County or Cortland County or over to Delaware County. And I did want to touch base with you um, about what Shenango County has been dealing with. We've talked to a lot of people in Broome County during the beginning of COVID and all through this whole adventure, Uh, you are just stepping in as we're getting on, hopefully, the tail end of this thing. But environmental health, you were obviously riding the wave, but not as director. Is Shenango County, how is Shenango County different from Broome County in what you guys have been facing and how you've been handling this whole fun, love and ride?
0: Yeah, you know, the pandemic was a challenge for everybody, right? And so some of those challenges were universal. Right. We didn't have all the answers as soon as we needed them. Um, and I think that was every, every health department and official in the country has that message. Uh, but as answers came, I think as a rural county, one of our biggest hurdles was how do we get that message out? Um, the local newspaper has been great. Uh, the, you know, the local radio stations here have been good. And, and, and you folks down in Broom County have been great as well. But it doesn't cover the whole county. A lot of our folks get their media from Syracuse or the Utica Markets, right? So we have always had a challenge in pushing our message across the county. Uh, we turned to tools like Facebook and uh, email listservs, reverse nine one one services. So getting the word out, getting messaging out, was a real challenge as a rural department. Uh, in addition, we lack some of the specialty services and quantity of services that a more urban center might have. I know, earlier in the pandemic, we were relatively slow to set up testing sites. Uh, They came out a little later because we didn't have some of that infrastructure already in place. Uh, Now it seems to be much more robust and we were able to kind of catch up with uh, some of our neighbors.
1: How is the vaccination rate? For Shenango County, because another little, you know, challenge that you folks have in Shenango County being a rural county is mobility, transportation. You don't have the mass transit hubs and such that someplace like Broom County or if you're talking about Syracuse and Utica uh, about that is actually getting your population to areas where they can get the vaccination or to report their status if they check test positive or to get the test kits. How has that been a challenge for Shenango County?
0: Transportation is always a challenge. I think transportation is a challenge in every jurisdiction. Um, Locally, we've had some great partners. uh, The Get There program has partnered with us since the beginning of our vaccination program to help get folks back and forth to vaccine clinics. Uh, We have a team of nurses that go out and vaccinate homebound individuals, and they've done hundreds of doses uh, this way. So we have to be creative in these solutions. Uh, and it is a factor, I think, in our um, – our, our vaccination rates lag a little behind some other areas. And uh, there's a lot of factors that, one being transportation, but we try to be as creative as possible to overcome that.
1: Well, let's switch from COVID because, I mean, people, let's face it, are just really tired of it. We really... Oh, we're really all
0: excited to switch from COVID. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> um, but, you know, not to poo-poo it. We, we still want people to contact the Shenango County Health Department for information on vaccination clinics, availability of vaccines, and, and all that kind of stuff. Your Facebook page, I've been ch- checking it since, you know, for months, well, two years now, uh, <laughs> and, and keeping track of, of what you guys have going on. But on your, your Facebook page. There's a whole bunch of other information that is on there concerning public health in Shenango County. Uh, one of the things that has popped up that I've noticed um, well, the the standard with this time of year with rabies clinics and concerns about that. You, as coming from environmental health, are very familiar with that whole thing um, and uh, the a- aging infrastructure of the housing in areas around here, Broome County, Shenango County, Tioga County with the lead paint issues. What are some of the big things that you guys are looking at outside of COVID as far as public health in Shenango County?
0: Sure, so... Um We'll start with the rabies program because I always like to talk about critters. <laughs> uh, we have seen uh, a couple weeks ago when we had the really hot spell of weather. That's when we start to see the first uh, big wave of bat activity in houses. They get really hot in the attics mm. and they want to get down into a cooler space, preferably by your air conditioner. Uh, so we encourage folks to just be on the lookout and understand if you find a bat in your home, to uh, don't throw it out, don't let it out the window, catch it, call your local health department. They'll give you some instructions on what to do next. If you let the bat out, we've lost a lot of our opportunity to, uh, to make decisions. But if we have the bat, we can test it for rabies. If it's negative, there's no risk. If it's positive, we'll have another deeper conversation about exposure and whether or not folks involved uh, need to be treated. If we consider a positive rabies exposure, if you wake up and there's a bat in the bedroom, that's considered an exposure. And needs a little more investigation.
1: Now, on the environmental front, and that I mean, here I'm playing the devils or bats advocate. Um, Some environmentalists are concerned about the the brown bats and the the species. And obviously, for people that know about rabies and rabies exposures and bats, the bat has to be dead and to be tested and people might have a little bit concern about not letting the bat go as you said
0: and, and that is true so that's why we encourage folks to catch the bat and then call us because uh, what we do if we if you come home you've been out to dinner you come home and there's a bat in the house and you catch it uh and we'll have a conversation if we determine there's no exposure then there's no need to test and we'll give you some ideas on how to let the bat go uh but if you let the bat go before we've had a chance to look into exposure We've missed our chance to do testing. Um, we, When I started, I think one of my first years here, we tested almost 100 bats that summer. Uh, last year, I think we tested four or five. So we're not really seeing as many bats as we did, uh, and we do our best to release as many back as possible.
1: Okay, let's talk about some of the other things that have people in a panic right now. We don't have any monkeys in... Shenandoah County, as far as I know. I mean, monkeypox, people have been talking about it. And as, you know, we, we poo-pooed COVID when it first came out. Now we're starting to hear about monkeypox. Should people be concerned? You, Mr. Health no, Professional. No, they should be
0: concerned, but they should be aware, right? As there's, there's a number of diseases that are communicable that people should be regularly concerned or be aware of, but not overly concerned. Right now, I believe at last count, there were seven identified cases, all in the New York City area, all with some link to travel. Right, to travel or someone who had traveled recently to Africa. So if you really haven't had close contact with someone who had been to Africa recently, your uh, risk level is very low. Uh, Should you develop a rash, fever, a number of symptoms that you can't explain, speak with your health care provider, and they'll determine whether or not testing for monkeypox is appropriate. Uh, There's a thing is...
1: is keeping a conversation going with your healthcare provider about everything?
0: Well, it is. Any, any, right, anytime you have a, a medical condition you can't explain or right isn't typical for you, it's a good idea to reach out uh, to a healthcare provider. Do some homework. You know, try to identify what you've got going on, and your healthcare provider really is uh, the first stop for a lot of those answers.
1: Before we run out of time, let's talk about this infant formula shortage.
0: Sure. Oh, we, we've seen, um, I'm not an expert on this, but I know the. Uh, a lot of this was related to uh, the FDA identifying a hazard in one of the plants, uh, one of the primary producers of formula. Um, and as that plant retooled, supplies became a little thin. I think a lot of it now is related to folks buying up everything that they find,
1: mm-hmm. right? So there's
0: some compulsive buying going on, as we right. saw with toilet paper <laughs> early in the pandemic. Yeah which is a dangerous habit. and I know a lot of stores have limited sales and helped to control that. Um, I know every community has some resources to help with that. If you're having trouble finding what you need, uh, there are resources you can contact. The local health department, contact your WIC office, and they, they probably can direct you uh, either to the product you're looking for, or to a suitable replacement
1: product. And once again, the conversation with the healthcare professionals, the pediatricians, when you're talking about, I mean, the, the one of the big things that people wanted to, to do, like homegrown substitutions, but that's not safe, and and that whole thing, that's once again where you have to have the conversation and the relationship with your healthcare provider to find out what is appropriate and what is safe.
0: Definitely, and they, they, you know, if you're thinking about switching to a to a alternative. Uh, feeding source for your child, have that conversation with your pediatrician. There are resources in all counties for that. I know our office would be happy that we have a maternal child health program that would be happy to talk about safe alternatives, right, if you're looking for something different. So uh, there are resources in the communities to help uh, young uh, parents make these decisions.
1: And one of the things that was going on during the pandemic actually wasn't going on during the pandemic. A lot of people were just putting off their health care screenings, which are not some of them aren't that pleasant to begin (laughs) with. And and it was a good excuse. Well, nothing was a good excuse during the pandemic. But people were taking the excuse of not going through the breast care screening, the uh, cervical cancer screening, the colonoscopies and stuff like that. What does the Shenango County Health Department have as far as resources and information concerning health care screenings?
0: So we our team can provide um, a number of resources in that uh, avenue. Our biggest one that we do is immunizations, right? We do adult and childhood immunizations. So if folks are behind on their regular immunizations, whether that's Tdap or for children, if it's the MMR vaccines that are required for school, uh, please check our website. Ha- folks, give us a call. We're happy to set up appointments to get you back on track with that. If you're not sure where you are, we can help look at your records and identify, you know, if if you're behind on your regular immunizations or not.
1: Well, and now you've been on the job as director for a, a little while now, a few weeks now. Um, any big curveballs that you found that you weren't expecting? Like, like I said earlier, it, it, at least you had the advantage of you had been in the department in a number of capacities for a number of years, so you kind of knew what was going on. But did anything kind of like went, hey, whoa, wait a minute, when you, <laughs> when you took over as director? You know,
0: I, um, I think I was pretty well prepared. I've been working with my uh, predecessor for a number of years for this transition. Um, luckily, he's still available, Mr. Flint. Uh, we've hired him back to work on another project for us. So he's been a great resource and a mentor. So the transition's been pretty smooth to date. I'm going to knock on wood because this afternoon will be the day that something happens. But, <laughs>
1: yes, uh, you know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, but, but in general, it's been pretty smooth. Luckily, we've got a great team in place here. We've got a lot of experience and expertise. Um and I couldn't really pick a more dedicated team to work with.
1: Well, it's exciting that you are in this position and good luck with dealing with all the administrative end of it. <laughs> Which the the budgeting and all that kind of stuff and, and trying to get funding, that's always seems to be the, the big thing that the new directors say that they got yeah, you know, not not the fun part of the job.
0: No, that you know, that's it's always the uh, so that's the kind of the work, the labor of it. But on the other side we get the reward of the outcomes. Right, when we can put those budgets together, we can see the good work that we're able to do with that funding and hopefully see a tangible uh, successes in the community.
1: And where can people go to find out more information about Shenango County Health Department and some of the programs and services offered?
0: The best place to find information about us is our website, co.shenango.ny.us uh, backslash public health, or they can find our Facebook page and like that and get regularly updated on what we're up to. We do like social media. We're looking to expand our presence there to try to get information out in a more timely fashion and more broadly across the county.
1: Well, thank you very much for being my guest today.
0: Thank you. Anytime.
1: This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. 70% of the